Welcome to another episode of the Bench Time Podcast, presented by HO Scale Customs. Now buckle up, you fine scale freaks. This week's episode of the Bench Time Podcast is brought to you by my severe sinus infection and our patrons. If you want to become a patron and help out the show, visit patreon.com forward slash HO Scale Customs, and you can get some cool uh, gear, stickers, and uh, some access to some special episodes, which we are now publishing the Overtime at the Bench podcast. Uh, we are at episode number four. So if you're interested in hearing that, uh, check it out for a little bit of extra content and some fun extra goodies. So with that, we're going to jump into this week's episode. Enjoy. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 31 of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley of HO Scale Customs. This week, we have special guest Jimmy Degnan from RailroadKits.com. They have a bunch of cool structures and details, and we'll get into all that a little bit, but there's a bunch of stuff on their site. He does a lot of awesome things. Um, and we also have special guest host this week, Jason Jensen. Um, you've, we've had him on the show a couple times, so I want to thank uh, Jason and Jimmy for their time for coming on our show again. So uh, we'll we'll roll with it here. So welcome, guys. Hey, hello. Um, so so uh, we're going to go over a little bit about uh, railroad kits and what they have going on, and kind of. I think my dad talked about it when we were talking a little bit earlier about the expo and everything that's coming up for you guys this year. So I'm going to hand it over to him and Jason, and um, we'll see where this thing goes. Okay. Hey. Hi, Jimmy. How you doing this evening? I'm good. Thank you. Good. Well, glad to have you on. We're uh, honored to have you on. There's so many, so many of our past guests have uh, spoken about you, and uh, we're, you know, you of course have railroad kits, and uh, that can be found for you listeners on railroadkits.com, just like it sounds, railroadkits.com. Um, and and Jimmy here has uh, an array of these really cool kits that are out. Um, and one of the we'll talk about it a little bit more later, but one of the best features I've seen is the affordability of a great kit that fits any modeler. Okay, um, from somebody who's just very first starting and is afraid to take that step into a craftsman kit, up to the, your very experienced modelers with a high, you know, intensity, detailed kit, and he's got them all. And uh, but the the price ranges are just phenomenal, and I don't think they can be matched in this hobby. So you know uh, we're going to talk to him a bit about that, and then he also uh, is one of the founders or the founder. I'm not sure of the expo. Is that correct, Jimmy? I guess you could say I'm one of the founders. One of the founders. Uh, okay. Go, yeah. Of the Fine Scale Expo, I should explain that, um, which will be happening in Albany, and we're going to talk on that as well. Today, we also have Jason uh, Jensen, uh, a good, uh, amazing modeler. We've had him on other shows, and um, we wanted to get a modeler's perspective by having Jason on. Jason has built one of his, uh, uh, one of the kits that I've seen Jason build has being kit bashed from a couple of uh, Jimmy's kits, and we'll talk about that in detail too. How are you doing today, Jason? Hey, I'm doing good, Todd. Thanks for having me again. Um, <laughs> well, uh, so Jimmy, let's uh, let's get you on. And uh, by the way, J- Jason, it's always a pleasure to have you on. I mean, it's it's great because well, we can you. share thank so much you. with our modeling, and uh, it's it, you know, well, I'm sure we'll get into that again tonight. Uh, Jimmy, yeah. can you tell us a little bit about 
about what got you going. We always start this off with that, but um, it's the only way to do it. How did you get start mo- started in model railroading? Uh, well, I guess I started as a as a young boy, um, and just trains were or it just seemed to be much more popular uh, back when I was a kid. Back in the early early seventies, probably nineteen seventy four or so, I got my first Lionel set from my dad, and it, you know it kind of went from there. I, I played with trains for a few years, and then uh, you know hit my teens, and then I kind of got out of it. I realized there were girls out there, and <laughs> trains kind of took a back, you know, a, a back door to that for a little while. Um, so um, that's basically it. Kind of like everybody else, I never, you know, during my teens and early twenties, I really didn't do much at all. Um, you know, short of going to a train show here and there. Um, um, can, it's convenient for me because, um, like, the Springfield show, which I think is one of the biggest shows, if not the biggest is a half hour, 45 minutes for me. So even though I wasn't really into trains, I still, you know, every couple of years went to that show just to catch up on things and see what's new. And um, But I really wasn't into it until, you know, much later on after I got married and settled down. Okay, uh, so uh, when you got settled down, you got into it, then, of course, when you were married and into that, then did you um, did, did you build a layout? I mean, did you, did, what what got you started on, on that end of it, into the finer scale modeling? I decided um, I really wasn't ready to build a layout myself, and eBay was just taking off, just and it was in its infancy, and I happened to see the... Pennsylvania Middle Division up for auction. Gentlemen in Florida had it. Uh, the bidding was, you know, it was, I thought it was, wasn't really worth, you know, wasn't really high. And I, I bid on it and I was outbid. So I was like, okay, I guess I didn't get it uh, when the auction ended. Then, like a week later, I got an email from the, the gentleman saying, if I'm still interested, uh, the original builder didn't, uh, the original buyer didn't. Uh, come through so if I wanted it I could have it so that's how I came to own the Pennsylvania Middle Division I (laughs) drove down I drove down to South Carolina and uh, the owner the the former owner had driven out from Florida where he lived meeting me about halfway and we switched it Uh, you know he rented a trailer and just put the trailer onto my car and we towed it back and that's how I came to own the Pennsylvania Middle Division it Which was, is uh, it was not it was not in good shape when I got it. It was pretty <laughs> rough from years of traveling and years of neglect. Uh, the first thing I did was after I got it home and kind of I got it set up. It wasn't like set up, set up. It was all together. Mm-hmm. You know, like the tracks weren't going together or anything like that. It was just the pieces went together where they're supposed to go. I called Dave Prairie, who I didn't know, uh, but I knew that he lived close by, and I called you know I called him and I told him that. I had bought the Pennsylvania Middle Division, and he was pretty excited, hadn't seen it in years. So he <laughs> said, you know, can I come and look at it? And I said, sure. So he drove down uh, Cape Cod to my house in central Massachusetts, and that's how I met Dave, and we became friends, and uh, the rest is history, really. And, and then and then I guess you uh, you obviously have, recon, you know, remodeled or rest, restored it back to its, uh, you know, Oh, probably, if not better, uh, shaped than what it was in to begin with, or? 
that's a, that's a whole other story. I could go on and on. Well, before please I do. To, yeah, before they had a chance to get it together, um, I had a motorcycle accident. And that put me in a wheelchair. So I really, the way the pendency was set up was not really going to work for me. It has like, um, it had small aisles and uh, there would be nowhere for me to go in and turn around. So that's why I decided to maybe expand it a little bit and make it a little more handicap friendly. I lowered it a little bit. And that's when we added all the fine scale miniatures and soft river kits to the new edition. And uh, that's how I, you know, I, I got Doug involved because a bunch of his kits ended up on there. And Dave Ferry did a lot of work. And the next thing you know, it's a totally different layout and it's still the fancy, but it wasn't the fancy anymore. So it was, it was kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty awesome. And in the process of it, You've just made a ton of great new friends uh, in the in the process, which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, to this day, probably you know now my my best friend is probably is, is definitely Doug Pascali. Mm-hmm. You know, we we do a lot of stuff together, and uh, I was best man at his wedding, and uh, yeah. if, I think I owe him the credit for really getting into the uh, the kit business because every time he doesn't want, uh, like let's say I go over his shop and I look through his trash. To see if he threw out any design. <laughs> it truly is a treasure, oh, wow. man. It is trash. <laughs> oh man, that's a, that's a friend to have. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to do this kit. Do you want it, Jim? I'm like, yeah, of course I want it. <laughs> you know, because I'm not, you know, Doug is, Doug is an artist, and you know, I'm I'm not. I'm not creative like that. So, you know, you can kind of tell which which designs I came up with. They're square and they have a roof. And you can tell these designs that Doug came up with because they have a lot of angles and, you know, a lot of interest. Right. Now, uh, and you can tell that you guys are friends because you each have a kit on your website with the other's last name on your kit, and uh, which is which is pretty cool. You have, um, I guess, is, yours is a fishery, uh, Foscali fishery, and then his is uh, Deegan's bikini car wash is that correct that is correct he uh he did that after me my 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 business um was i used to own gas stations so that's how i kind of that's how he kind of came to name the gas station after me and uh, i love telling the story how when it first came out uh doug got a call from rod stewart and rod stewart wanted doug to overnight him a jimmy degden's bikini car wash because he wanted to uh build it while he was on his plane flying back home from New York to London or New York to Great Britain, wherever he lives. And so oh I always goodness. kind of say, like, you know, I'm kind of, yeah, Rod Stewart knows who I am. Because he's <laughs> and now he's got a bikini car wash model on his layout with your name on it. Yeah. <laughs> that is yep. sweet. That is so sweet. Um, so now, uh, in modeling itself, I mean, what's your favorite part of the model railroading now, I mean, I mean, obviously, you have a company that makes kits, but um, is you know when you were doing your your railroading and built restoring the Pensy and all that um, is what 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 part of it did you enjoy the most out of it? Well, it was definitely the the, the having you know having the friends over and having work sessions and things like that. Uh, but the re- the Pensy was built 
um, the second time that, that when I owned it, it was really built for operations, but I didn't know that much about operations at the time. So it never really uh, worked out the way I wanted it to, which is basically why I ended up selling it. Uh, because I, you know, I know so much more now. I think the next layout that I build, uh, or sorry, I say that my friends build for me, will definitely be um, oper- you know, more for operations because Anytime I've done that at like Dick Elwell's or Rob Seckler's or it's just it's so much fun. It's like, you know, since I can't golf anymore, it's kind of, it's kind of like that where it's a really social uh, good time to be out with your friends and, you know, and sure. run trains. Oh, that's great. Then, um, now, Jimmy, Jimmy, have you, have you started a new layout or do you have plans for a new layout? I actually don't. Um, I'm starting to um, build up an inventory of built-up structures. That's kind of how the, the Pensy um, edition came about. I had all these built-up dioramas, and, uh, you know, then we kind of placed them on the layout. But, you know, as I see somebody that's uh, built a kit that maybe can't use it and it's built nice, you know, I'll take it, buy it, do whatever I have to do. And so, I'm, you know, I'm getting some, some inventory built up, let's put it that way. Okay, great. But no yeah. plans yet, no track plan, no uh, nothing like that. Well, if it was up to me, with the exception of the track we have on our layout that we do have, we have a you know operable running train, but that's about it. I would just have structures. We're- <laughs> yeah, I know. I was doing track work last night, and uh, the, I was doing track work last night, and the whole time I'm thinking, man, this is a lot of work just to want to build some more structures. I was yeah, <laughs> <down>. <laughs> but we gotta uh, have the train. Yeah, you do. I mean, you have to have that uh, something that's non-static. But it, it's um, you know, I mean, or, you know, not. A, I'm sorry, a static. Uh, you know, everything static. You need right, to have right. that moving motion part on your on your layout. And don't get me wrong, uh, trains are great that way. But um, uh, for us, it's a, it's the scenery and the structures and everything. We love that part, and uh, and of course, that's what brought us to you and and this show, of course, and Jason too, for that matter. Um, but uh, Jason, yeah, what 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 two kits did you use of Jim Jimmy's that are um, to build that to build that uh, model? Tell us about your model. Well. Uh, I actually took three kits of Jimmy's, the uh, Montana's Tax Shop, the Penrine Fruit Company, and the uh, Dan and Feeds. Three designs Doug did and threw out, so just, just let's get that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, are you listening to this? <laughs> Thanks, Doug. Wait. <laughs> That's he's going to hide all his, yeah, I, his trash cans, you know. I, I, I had so much fun with that, taking those three kits and combining them. And then I added a lot of detail parts uh, around it. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it turned out amazing. Like just about everything you've ever built that we see on oh, online, thank you. and thank you. Um, yeah, and that and the other thing with that is that, yeah, in my opinion, personally, and I hate to say it, I don't know who the other modeler was, but was that for M- NMRA contest? 
It was. Yes. That was. Yes. That, that shit should have won. Yep. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it right now. That, <laughs> that's how I felt. No, and I'm not saying it because I know you, but that's yeah, that's where I'm going with that one. Um. <laughs> I'm hoping that – I really hope that, Jimmy, that you got a lot of attention from that contest and sold a lot of kits because of it. I, I, I did. I was really surprised when someone from the NMRA uh, contacted me and said, hey, we're going to use your kit uh, for this, and that, that's all they, they asked me. They said, do you have any problem with it? And I was like, no, of course not. I was like, you know, let me do something. Can I get free shipping? Or, you know, then they were they were ecstatic. You know, but of course, for me, it was it was great. I got a lot of orders. A lot of people that probably never ordered from me before never heard of me before didn't just order a Dan and Feed. They'd order, you know, something else. Maybe, you know, it wasn't two or $300 sales, but... You know, if it's twenty dollars or thirty dollars, it's it's great because you know it's a small business, and I do it because I enjoy it, and you know, and to, to promote the hobby. And I thought that that contest was was perfect for mm. promoting the hobby and especially promoting craftsmanships. Yeah, yeah. Without, without a doubt, yeah. And and you did it. You you offered a sweet deal out of it, you know. And um, it, and it was the kits that we're talking about were, you know, not overly expensive kits to to uh, to put together a contest model and I'm sure that you probably got uh, a lot of people that have never entered a contest before as a result of it which is you know and that's a, you know, that's a great thing is to have a nice price point like that so yeah nine dollars like you know it's just um it's a very easy uh, kit to make it fits uh, I can fit a lot of them on a sheet of wood. You know, the windows and doors from Titchy are pretty inexpensive, and so it, it's convenient, and it, it gets a lot of people started, and I've sold a lot of them, and I haven't heard many complaints, so it, it's been a good kit, and I, I, again, I thank Doug for giving me the design. Yeah. So, do you have any uh, any questions for him, or tell us, tell us about some of the features that you enjoyed about uh about your kits, Jason, uh, when you were putting them together? Well, first off, Todd, like you mentioned, uh, they are so affordable, Mm -hmm. so affordable, and they're quality wood kits. (laughs) Uh, They're really nice. So um, I just enjoyed uh, combining the three and trying to make them all work together and trying to figure out the roof lines. Uh, I really enjoy kit bashing. Um, and these three kits just lended themselves so well. Well, so many of the kits on Jimmy's site um, could easily be combined. Oh, yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. And, and you know, one of the things... Jimmy, not just this contest, but uh, we, and I was saying when we introduced you there uh, about the prices on your kits, and uh, they are they are sweet kits. They're well designed. They um, they have a lot of character to them. But the price point, we were talking about getting beginners uh, that have not really taken that step to trying to build a, a wood structure uh, or a craftsman kit, and you have it priced down to. You have a scale house that's selling for five bucks. For five bucks, come on! <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get 
it doesn't get cheaper than that anywhere for a, a cool looking building. And it's only a tiny thing, but it, it's sweet. And you, you have another one that's, uh, I think it was 10. I'm not sure which one that one is. Um, I, I thought I wrote it down and I don't have it down here. But, um, you know, it, you have a, a lot of them. Here's that fruit company. Uh, how do you say that again? Penryn. Penryn. Yeah. Penryn Fruit Penryn. Company. It's fourteen ninety five. So fifteen bucks, and it's a nice looking kit for fifteen bucks. And uh, and it, you know, even your medium sized ones, uh, as you get more advanced, are running anywhere from thirty twenty five to let's say twenty five to fifty bucks. Yeah, in I'll that tell range. you. Correct. I'll tell you. Yeah. Even even. I was as I as I was looking through before we got on here, and I went back to it just now. The Westboro Sandhouse might be my one of my favorites of yours that you have on your site. I it just I love the the. Construction. Well, I have it, Brett. I know, but I'm just looking at. Oh. it. <laughs> Give me a break. I was just oh, sorry, man. I was the first ch- time Brett talks and we crucify. Him. No, it's okay. I was taking notes. I was taking show notes as we went along, but. The uh, I just love it. I mean, I, your medium to even larger size kits are like you know, thirty five to seventy ish, nine to ninety bucks at the most. I mean, most of them are are very affordable. So, uh, since you claimed up that one, Dad, I might get uh, the Reagan feed mill. That's a pretty sweet looking one too. But either way, uh, there's a lot of cool. You have a lot of cool stuff for a large variety of price ranges that really anybody can afford. Um, Right, and if you want if you want that expensive one, there's a hundred ninety nine dollar one boiler maker beer and ale that looks amazing. Right, uh, so he has That's that an amazing That's kit. Top. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, that, uh, I think my favorite. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. My favorite that I will buy someday is the Liam Thomas Craftsman Furniture Kit. Oh, I wrote that one down here, too. Yeah. <laughs> what were you saying, Jimmy? I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> what about Jimmy? Is Jimmy even here? Anymore? I know. We're just taking over. Uh, you know, I'm only on here to listen to Jason, actually. So, I'll just, you know, come on. <laughs> uh, the, the 199, uh, the uh, boiler house, that's probably my biggest kit. had the most castings in it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I sold quite a few, and it was, you know, it was a great kit. I still have them. But, uh, you know, I definitely am for the the lower price point, I like the beginners. And it's, it's fortunate that I don't have to do this for a living like a lot of the other craft and kit manufacturers they have to feed their family on it you know for me this is really just a hobby uh you know i wanted to pay you know pay for the materials and pay for the equipment but i'm not you know i'm not looking to, to get rich off it and retire because i'm kind of basically already retired so it's just you know that that helps me to really be able to keep my price point down that i'm not feeding my family on it like like you know like so many others are right mm-hmm Okay, let's 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 talk about. We you brought it up when you were talking about your history, um, and and that was the garages. You got a garage all over the place. There's garages all over your site. I was going to ask you what your fascination with them is. So now uh, you kind of led into that uh, and beat me to the punch. Uh, what what is the deal with the garages? They're easy to design and they're easy to build. So that's you know, right up my alley. <laughs> right up my right on my customers like hey. you know, I figured I did the one car garage, I did the two car garage, and I did the three car garage. Yep. Because you know, they're basically all the same thing, just stretched out a little bit. And I figured that you know, people can always use a, a garage here or there and like yeah. nobody at the time had that kind of kit. 
and I, I think I think I get nine dollars for the one car garage. Oh, yeah. Thirteen for the two car, and maybe fifteen for the three car. And if you buy all three, it's twenty-seven dollars. And people can always just buy them and then just put them anywhere on yeah, their layout they, they want. They fit anywhere. Yeah, and a lot of homes, uh, you know, a lot of homes in different parts of the country, especially in the East Coast, um, there's a lot of homes that have separate garages behind their homes, and so, and that's a, that's a very common thing in just about every town. Even you know, e- you know, I guess even in other parts of the country I've been to, I mean, I've, I've seen that, but but um, you know, it, yeah, it's it's a it's something like you said, you don't see. Uh, kit manufacturers offer just a, just plain old small smaller garages that would fit through a home, and those are awesome that way. Yeah, it's uh, up here in New England. It's, it's funny that you you said that, mentioned that about you know garages detached. It's it's now that I think of it, it's like what what were they thinking? Why would they why wouldn't they just attach it to the house? But up here, <laughs> if your house is built in the fifties, chances are your garage is, is detached from the home. Right. So it, it was a pretty common thing. I never really gave it much thought that some people would be like, "Why would somebody have just a garage?" But yeah. up here, it's common. Yeah, and it is. It is here in, in Central PA too. But but um, I, I know that uh, my grandparents' house was like that. Now you also have a bunch of gas stations as well. So so your tie-in with gas stations has to be with that you own gas stations. I, I did. Well, uh, before I retired, I, I had some gas stations. So that's kind of where, you know, cars mm-hmm. and that's probably once I left the model railroading thing, but kind of the muscle car uh, bit me and I kind of get into that. And of course, I own a gas station. So it kind of, you know, it kind of went along with, I still have the that in my blood. So that's kind of why I, every time I see it, if I see a picture of a gas station, like, oh, I could do that. And, you know, and then I try to design it. And if I can't design it, I have Doug help me and Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, it's a kit. Yeah, and, and you know, I I noticed. I mean, that's not just you. It's it's a lot of the kit manufacturers that we've talked to. Um, they, it, you, Doug, for example, um, you you kind of build what you're passionate about, and 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 all, you know, and that's great. I mean, with with practicality, of course. Um, Doug, for example, on his new um, limited edition, when he put a a stable one, I know he's. You know he loves horses, so this is uh, you know it's it's a it's a reflection of what you're about too, which is cool. So it, it gives another aspect just besides the business. It gives you it gives a little bit about your character as a as a person as well. This is cool. Yeah, if, if you go back into Doug's history of his kids, you'll see you can definitely find out the things he likes. Horses. He loves to eat food, so there's always a lot of food and. Um, you know, things like we made a kit called Jimmy D's Topless Hotel Bar or whatever. So yeah, I guess that might have something to do with him too. We won't go into that. With I don't know how to speak for him. Oh, that is that's, that's, that's called Jimmy D's. I didn't even put two and two together till now. Oh, yeah, I've had that a million times. Between that and the uh, bikini car wash, I don't know. Yeah, that might have been more. Jimmy, do you have plans? Do you have plans for any future kids, Jimmy? Uh, right now, I, I've got pictures and pictures, but right now we're really concentrating on, I, I'm trying to get the castings made that I just took over. Yeah, I guess we could segue into that. I, um, the beginning of the year, I was I took over or bought from George Celio, so the fine steel miniatures, the manufacturer of those beautiful yellow boxes, 
I bought his casting line, and so now I am going to get ready to start selling his castings, and I'll be uh, debuting them at the Narrow Gauge Convention coming up in September in Minneapolis. So that's basically where I've been just pushing casting and learning the process and, you know, doing things like that. Right. You definitely got your work cut out you, uh, for you on them. Yeah. That'd definitely. be cool. Uh, are we so when I come to the expo, I should be expecting to see some of those that are available, huh? Yeah, I hope to have. Um, <laughs> I've got about I've got about a thousand molds or so, and oh, I've probably gone through maybe twenty of them so far. So <laughs> I've got a lot of work ahead of me, but I, you know, I've got a lot of castings to make. Uh, that's awesome, and, that, wow. and, and you know what? Wow. It, it's it's a perfect time thing right now, because you know you're at Grant Line, not in business, and uh, you know yeah, there's Titchy out there, but and we love them, but um, you know there's you see more and more of these companies that are that are wrapping it up, and uh, you know you just uh, it, it's kind of spooky that there's no, that, you know that. We may lose things like some of these castings, small detail parts, um, Jordan miniatures vehicles. Uh, oh my God! Somebody needs to jump on that train too. But um, yeah, it's yeah, that's that's great. I'm so happy that you took it over and, and that you've done this. Thank you. I was uh, I was honored that uh, George thought I you know thought enough of me to to let me take it over. To, you know, think that I can do is a good job to continue on his name. So uh, I've got a a big shoes to fill, that's for sure. Now, one of the other things you have, you already had some castings of your own. Um, You had uh, your, and I bought some uh, last November in in Altoona. Um, You had, and they're really, really cool. I want to talk about them. That is the... um, the resin castings that you had, uh, they're, they're really special and it fits right in line with your other kits that you offer in the same kind of context, meaning they're, they're perfectly priced. They're very well made as far as the detail goes on them. Um, I bought a couple of these. I bought the bulkhead doors uh, for basements, and you get it's two bucks. It's, it was two dollars. And by the time I get to the end of the kit, and I, I'm I'm about tired of, with putting you know stuff on to the. Yeah, the small detail parts. I like doing it. It's not my favorite thing. It's Brett's favorite thing. Um, <laughs> but sometimes by the time I'm done with the structure, I want to add that little extra piece to it. This, These resin castings, it, once you're painted up real nice, they take, other than the paint job, takes no extra work and it gives extra life to your structure. And it's a, it's a, you know, a bulkhead door, meaning you lift the doors up from the from the ground level uh, on a on a sidewalk or in a backyard, and you can walk down the steps into the basement, supposed basement. And um, you know, it was two dollars, and I painted it up. It looks just like a wooden entrance way to 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 a basement, and it took me no construction work. You know, it was already cast. It's already, and I also had one the masonry annex structure. Same deal. It is like adding an extra piece to my building, and nobody can tell the difference. And you know, you have several of them like that. Uh, uh, you have a covered um, rooftop entrance, 
and a shingled side entrance. Uh, it's like a two-story thing. That, that, you know, the stairs that go up the side of a building that are covered, and they're all cash resin. They, they are really cool, uh, Jimmy, but the prices on them are like dirt cheap. Four fifty, seven dollars. You know, two, three dollars, and it takes it takes so much. All all it takes is your paintbrush. I mean, it, it's it's great. Yeah, well, well, I, I have bought. It, it, uh, go ahead, Jason. Did the commercial oh. for me? <laughs> <laughs> I bought the exhaust fans that go on the outside of a structure, and I think you get. 12 in a pack for like four bucks yeah and uh and i put those on the outside of structures and uh they're just a really nice detail right right yeah i mean that's that's a niche to get into um you know there's you know you you have amazing uh building kits and that's great but you know with with the acquisition of these um FSM castings and then the resin castings that you have. I mean, you know, it's it's truly a niche that's not really over overdone in this in this hobby. Um, so I, I'm all I'm all supporting it. But thank you. I, I hope it <laughs> I hope it works out well. Now you also offer on there your transfer tape, and you're the oh guys. I, I don't know if Doug sells it on his site or not, but the transfer tape um, is going about thirteen ninety five or something like that on your website. And I used we talked about that. A lot of our shows uh, have been about you know tips and tricks and things that we do when we model. Uh, Jason's participated on a few of those as well, and um, I've brought up t- transfer tape many times. So have some of the other modeler guests we've had on. Um, there's not many places that sell it. And uh, yours is one of the places you can go on your website and pick it up. And I, you know, it, it's the same price as what you're paying uh, at eBay or somewhere else if you look up the 3M transfer tape. Uh, but actually, it's, it's actually a better price because they're usually looking at 20, 25 bucks a roll. So it's a great deal. And you also sell the canopy glue, which I walked, went all over the town with my wife trying to find the damn stuff. Um, in every craft store everywhere. When I first got into modeling years ago and couldn't find it and you have it right on your site, it's available. It's there. I'm using it actually tonight on some windows, uh, for one of the Carolina kits I'm building. So, um, it's, it, it, and it's awesome stuff for doing win- glazed windows. So, uh, they're, they're available in there as well. But yeah, that's two. Yeah, that's finally like when somebody orders a kit, I like to suggest to them, you know, two things you want. You want canopy glue and transfer tape, especially yep. if you're doing shingles or something like that. It's just, it's so much easier. And, you know, I think again, Jen, I thank Doug for that idea. You know, he, I was, he was selling it, he stopped selling it. And I was like, well, you know, I'll sell it. So, um, you know, I found a good wholesale price on it and I had to buy a lot of it, but you know, in order to sell it for a fairly decent price. So, uh, but I'm, you know, I do, it sells and it's very popular and I'm, you know, if the customers need it, it's there. <laughs> now, you also sell a lot of videos, how-to videos and that type of thing. Are you involved in the production of this? Uh, not just the ones that I've done or, or that Doug has done for me, like uh, building the HydroCal kit. When I had the when I had the HydroCal that, that Doug Proscali now has, the Ed Poulaz line, 
I, you know, he did a kit, he did a video for me on building the fire station. Uh, so I guess I kind of had, you know, something to do with that. And of course, my my Pensy layout. There's a DVD of that. But for the most part, they're just, you know, Doug's videos. They just Doug does it so well that, you know, if you've never built a kit, then you know you buy the, the like the J Keen and the DVD. Uh, I think it's like fifty dollars or whatever, and that's all you need if you've never built a kit. Just watch that DVD. Watch Doug go through building it, and you shouldn't have any problem. Right. Brett, Brett, you you watched that one of his DVDs that we bought, yeah, over and over and over again uh, on the waterfront thing. Oh yeah, actually, I got it at the show. Um, I'm not, you're it, not getting it back, but it's uh, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. uh, it you know, it's just one of those things where you watch you watch those things and you can't you can't learn enough from just watching it the first or second or third time. Every time you do it, you, you, you change your methods just a little bit, but, uh, they're fantastic. They're fantastic DVDs to watch. Any of his videos, they're all great. Now on, on the, uh, Pensy, I I keep pausing thinking maybe somebody else has got another question for you, but, um, (laughs) um, but on on the Pensy middle division, since we're speaking about videos, I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to actually do it tonight, right after the show. Um, I've been getting a lot of, buying a lot of Dave Furry's books that I used to have years ago when I used to model and then got back into it later on. Um, I didn't have them anymore. And I had some, I've been buying up his books one by one. And one of them is the Pensy Middle Division book, which is also a, a bit of a how to with lots of photographs. You offer it as a downloadable video right on or it's, it's not a video I guess it's a it's a downloadable wow somebody ran up a, my road with a it was probably Jimmy or the hot rod and uh, no, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so anyhow uh, it's it's uh, I believe it's a downloadable uh, magazine or, or the book itself um, of the Pennsylvania it's, Middle yeah, it's, a, it's a PDF basically is what it is uh-huh Four ninety nine. Uh, Dave, yeah, Dave Frary um, worked uh, worked with Model Railroader on getting me the the rights to do that. They weren't publishing it anymore. They didn't have any interest in it. And Dave made some phone calls, and you know, he said, you know, Jimmy, it's yours to do what you want with it. So you know, I figured, what the heck, I'll just put it up there, and you know, people can download it. And it, like you said, it is. It's it's really a it's a it's a mini how to book with a lot of Dave Frary secrets in it. Right. I mean, and, and you're offering it for five bucks. I mean, you, you you're not going to be able to get that. You're not going to be able to get that kind of information from a legendary modeler for five bucks anywhere. No, no way. <laughs> yeah, we'll be we'll be getting a copy of that here, and I and and I will for anyone listening. We'll put the link to the four dollar ninety nine cent downloadable book uh, for the Pensy Middle Division on the show notes. So. Anyone wants to check it out, they can go in there and for five bucks you can get a awesome another awesome thing to add to your library. So So well, uh, Jason, do you have any uh, other questions for Jimmy or Well, I, I was curious, Jimmy, to know if at one time were you reselling or carrying kits from Fine Scale Miniature? Back uh, back in 
uh, the infant days of eBay, I kind of, I went to like, I'd go to like a Springfield show or uh, a local train show and I'd, I'd see kits that were um, priced, like fine scale kits or South River kits, big craftsman kits that were limited run. And I'd see them priced at shows and they'd be fairly cheap. So I'd buy, you know, I, I it started because I bought a couple and then when I got home, I realized, you know what, I already have these. Uh, you know, when you get so many, you forget what you have and then you, <laughs> you end up buying again. So, you know, I said, well, I'm going to get rid of them. I'll throw them on eBay. And I was shocked at how much I got for them. Uh, you know, it was, let's say it was 10 times what I paid for it. And so that kind of began craftsmankits.com, which was really my start into, um, you know, how I met uh, a lot of like people like um, Scott Mason and a lot of other modelers, be, you know, selling and buying I, I ended up okay. buying big collections, and then I'd sell them on eBay. Um, at one time, you know, I was probably selling 100 kits a week, and, you know, now it's kind of, kind of everybody caught on, and so now they're, you know, you can go on eBay and buy a fine-scale kit anytime. But for a while there, I was, mm -hmm. the, you know, I think I was the only one. So, yeah, it was a, it was a big deal back when I started. Okay. Well, now, one of the... One of the things I wanted to uh, talk about here with the uh, we were talking about the price points and everything about the kits itself, but um, it, it's it, when I went to the expo and we're going to talk about the expo next. When I went to the expo, uh, it was the first time that actually I had been to a train show in some some years, and um, I, I I spent a lot of money. <laughs> but um, by the end of the expo, the last day, I was walking around. I got to, um, I got to your uh, to your display there of all your models, and um, and I just I I had like I had like so much money left over, which was really cool. And I ran into those resin kits, and I was like, ah. Oh, I can load up my basket. I'd already bought buildings earlier from you, but I was down to like the the last remaining amount of budget that I left for that show. And I was like, man, this is the perfect place. And we were talking about this uh, small resin casting pieces. And uh, that's where I loaded up on that. But on the show itself, um, it was amazing. I had a wonderful time. Um, and we're going to talk about the expo, the Fine Scale Expo, a little bit, because I want to talk about your involvement on it. How did that all come about? I mean, show, tell us about how the expo became the expo. Uh, back in 2007, uh, Scott Mason was building some dioramas for me. Um, he was just doing some custom building for me for stuff that I planned on putting on, eventually putting on the expanded Pensy, and he was already um, kind of sort of friends with Doug Pascali. I didn't know Doug at this point, and Doug had approached Scott about doing the Craftsman Structure Show, which is basically, just like the Expo, but uh, a show that, we don't like to call it a training show, because it's really focused on Craftsman Structures and scenery techniques more so than than trains. Uh, if you go there, you, you know, you won't be able to buy a little Motive or anything like that because it's really focused on scenery and structures. That's basically how the expo started. We just decided to, you know, we're going to 
do it like in Pennsylvania. We're going to do it in uh, upper, you know, New York. This uh, Albany will be our first time in New York, and of course, Eastern Massachusetts. So we're close to the Frank of the South, Manchester, or George Celios. And we kind of try to put it around popular areas that also have uh, a lot of train banning stuff to do because mm-hmm. we do know that even though it's a, a even though we're a structure and scenery oriented show, our attendees are model railroaders. So right. if there's anything you know they can do around the area, then that's where we'd like the show to be. So there was uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania, and uh, you know so that, and then there was um, Strasburg, Lancaster, mm-hmm. Railroad. another big, yep, yep, another big railroading area, and so. Uh, that's kind of how the expo came to be, and we brought in um, we brought in Hal Reynolds and Robert Seckler um, to kind of you know take a little bit of the brunt off Doug and I in organizing it and running it. Oh, that's great! Uh, was, and you got what a what a team, you know. That's a that's a great team of people to have to help you run an expo. And it, and I you know like I said last year was my first year to one the one in Albany, uh, in uh, sorry in uh, Altoona. And, um, and we're from, you know, Brett and I are both live here in the Harrisburg area of Central PA. So um, uh, it was, you know, definitely something we did not want to miss. Uh, but one of the cool things that I got when I got there, I didn't, I took the clinics on that Friday and Saturday. And one of the cool things about that, when I, when we first arrived, first thing Friday morning, I had a hotel reservations for that evening. And, um, my wife and I walked in and I knew she's going to be bored out of her freaking mind, but, uh, she came along and she was a trooper and she did, uh, she, she found things to do. She went around, took photographs outside and, uh, she, she loves doing that type of thing. It was a rainy, ugly day. And we, <laughs> we came in and we, we're registering, and you guys were right there at the front counter to greet us. Everybody, I, I'm, you know, I'm new. I was new to this whole show thing with the, you know, fine scale detailing and the structure building. I'm not new to structure building, but it's the first time I've, you know, gone to something like this, a show just for this. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, man, there's going to be all kinds of people there. They're going to be snobby. You know, uh, yeah, I'm going to feel like, out like we don't. Belong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brett came that evening, yeah. you know, or to, to join us for for the rest of it, and he met us out there. And but yeah, exactly, Brett. You know, we felt like we were going to be out of place. Not once that entire weekend did I feel like I was any way, shape, or form out of place. And it started with when I first came in to register. Everybody there greeted me like they actually knew me. And um, you know, it was it it was really cool. I mean, I, I think you were there as well, Jimmy, at, at the exact at that time. Um, and, as a newbie to shows, I, I thought this is this is a great you know atmosphere. Even walking around in amongst the vendors, every vendor there went out of their way to show things to us, uh, teach us things, not even the clinics that I was taking, these, uh, which I loved, by the way, but the, um, the, the actual walking around and shopping, um, they were, you know, they're showing you the, you know, the guys from Bar Mills, uh, Doug and uh, um, Jeff Grove, everybody was there and they were showing you all the, you know, all the finer points of their buildings, but then they were showing you how they do things or how you could do this or that. And I was like, wow, I'm getting, I, I, here's Art Fahey 
talking to me about, uh, you know, and I've seen his videos and things like that. And, and he's talking to me about buildings. What the hell is he building, Brett? Uh, well, then I forget it. Who's showing us a yeah. roof thing? Right. And, and, you know, and then I'm talking to Jeff Grove and I'm talking to, to, to Bruce Nickerson. And, and, and he, these are guys you, you would, you read about or you would check out their websites over and over again. But, and you see their names, but you don't really get, ever get to meet them. Here they are and they love it. They, they, you can see the passion in them. And, uh, it's just, it was an experience that I'll, I'm never skipping. As long as you're having these things, I'm never skipping this. And um, I don't care where it's at. So I'll be in Albany this year. But uh, we're, we plan to bring the show if we can. But um, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it is an amazing, uh, amazing thing that you, you guys have put together, I thought. Uh, and, and it covers a niche in the hobby that just uh, isn't there. And you won't find that it, quite as much in any other type of show. So, yeah, don't don't come to the expo uh, expecting to find um, switch machines or you know a turnouts or anything like that. But it's a it's a re- like you said it's a focused show. It's um, we we like we invite the best craft and kit manufacturers and, and scenery um, retailers like Scenic Express and um, it's a small it's a small show so. It, it's kept that way so that it can be more intimate when the people are walking around so that they have time to talk, um, you know, to the vendors. So it, they're not five people or six people deep, you know, trying to talk to me at Springfield. Uh, you know, you can just forget it because it's, it's crazy there. There's so many people and they're, you know, they're buying like crazy and it, that's great. But the expo is definitely more um, focused on the one-on-one, you know, get to know the manufacturer, get to know the customer, and, um, you know, I'm usually up front because, unfortunately, for the expo, I'm the face of the expo because I handle most of the registration and stuff. So, um, so you know, you'll usually see me up there, and I do try to, you know, greet everybody, especially if I know them. Uh, oh, yeah, you name. sold me a T-shirt. Yeah, once I see your name badge, you're, you know, <laughs> we're, we're on first-name basis. Man, I'll tell you, I walked up, and I, uh, until I'm all done, I'm walking away in this big yellow bag full of stuff. And uh, coupons, and, and that's the other thing. You register for this early enough. You get these little coupons. You can walk around to the different shows. You'll give, you know, each vendor there will give you, like, a small. I got a whole box full of stuff from there that I've never even touched yet. Uh, just small detail parts and things that, that uh, the vendors had given out. Um, and it was it was really cool. But not only that, Jimmy's a salesman, and he sold me a T-shirt on top of it, and I wasn't planning on that. And I, and I wear it all the time. But um, now, yeah, and, it, and Jason's making his way out to the show this year too, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yes, it, I it, am. Yeah. It, 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 it's people like Jason that really make it. Um, you know, make the people want to come because people see stuff like Jason's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, on on his Facebook page and. And they're like, you know, if they can learn from Jason, why wouldn't you go? Because it's, you know, us, we are so honored to have builders like Jason that want to, you know, become a part of the expo and help us out. So, um, you know, I'll let you explain what he's going to do. But, you know, it's, it's when we get, when we get people like that, that volunteer to come to the show, you know, we're like, oh my gosh, yes, of course you can come to the show, please. So, Jason, what are you doing? What are you, what are you going to do at the show? (laughs) Well, Give Thank us a you so much. I'm, I'm honored. Forever to put it on. Okay. <laughs> I am 
honored to be going to the show and I, I've never been to one. So I'm so excited to attend and I will be teaching some clinics. Um, and I think you should just <laughs> keep your eye on their website because, uh, Oh man, I heard, you're, you're that. Be I, heard about it. Uh. <laughs> I heard, I think this weekend they're going to be posting what the clinics are <laughs> or if not this weekend, next week um i'm I'm excited and yeah (laughs) i'm going to be showing a lot of techniques that i do so uh and i will have a table there and i will have the uh the kits that i've been designing there um so it it'll be a great show i'm looking forward to meeting people that i've only talked to through facebook yeah yeah yeah, that's another thing that's really cool too. Is that you know, you get to you actually get to get there and meet the other modelers, and um, a lot of the people that are on the um, uh, the fine scale forum, I guess the, the, the modelers forum um, that I like yeah, to get yeah. one, and that there a lot of those guys are all there, and uh, that's Dave Criswick um, that we had on his, on the show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was great. Uh, having him as well, but uh, I know um, I plan on being able to see him there and every one of you guys, of course. But uh, the clinics, uh, you, I, I took some of the clinics. They were just awesome. I mean, um, yeah, uh, Mitchell. Uh, what's his first name? That's Bob Mitchell. Yeah, Bob Mitchell. Oh my God! And that guy's hilarious. He's a work. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I mean, I'd be laughing, and uh, it was and, and I, not one of those clinics did I feel um, in any way where I was like bored. In, you know, they're like an hour long, and uh, it, it, the entire time you're just with. I was talking about it with uh, Dave uh, Frary uh, two weeks ago. Is when I went to that clinic, uh, those clinics. Um, it was, I believe, Dan Raymond. Uh, was doing a vehicle uh, clinic, and all the other, all the other uh, guys at Glib Clinics are sitting in on it watching it. So it's not just the right. modelers; it's the guys that are teaching the modeling are also taking the, or sitting in on the clinics. It was really <laughs> cool to see that. Um, but I, and actually, Dan's going to be a guest uh, with us here in August, and uh, so I'm looking forward to that interview. But um, yeah, it's. Um, it is really cool. Can I suggest something here on the for the future? And you probably already heard it or read about it. Um, Dave, uh, Dave Criswick. I don't know. Do you know Dave Criswick? I, I know him from the forum. Yeah, I okay. know him from the forum, and I've I've seen his stuff online too. He, he he's an incredible builder. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a great builder. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Dave and I have been talking about um, trying to convince you guys to doing one in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. And um, it's uh, in the future, some some time down the road, because there is, you know, so much there to do. It's centrally located to the, you know, to the entire, well, actually the entire mid-Atlantic as well as the Northeast and the South. It just sits there. There's tons of hotels in November when you guys usually run it. There's really nothing going on in that damn town, um, but there's lots for them to do. I mean, there, there's the Lincoln Train Museum. There's the uh, um, 
I'm a Civil War buff as well, so is, so was Brett. But um, there's also... But yeah, that's the, not why we're recommending it. No, no. There's a station that Lincoln rode in on and uh, for to give the Gettysburg address. And uh, they have a... There's a train yard down there, a bunch of other stuff. But, um, you know, it's just... it's. It, I think it would be an awesome place to do it. Um, but it's... Uh, just a suggestion we threw at you for some of the southern guys that don't have to maybe drive quite as far. But, um, yeah, so there's that. Yeah, we're always open Jimmy, to ideas. Jimmy, tell him, tell him, tell Todd that you'll have the show there if he runs a clinic oh. on how to make seagulls. Yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh. Oh, <no. laughs> so, Jimmy, are you, are you familiar with the seagull... Uh, issue we had? You know, I, I, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> well, it's pretty, pretty, it's pretty comedic. I ate some awful seagulls out of Sculpey and, uh, the sco- Sculpey material, Sculpey, uh, clay or whatever the hell it was. And, um, a, um, Dave Criswick, uh, on the show and Brett were giving me a hard time. Now they have, uh, they took, it's we becoming had a, a mascot of, my, of our show now. It was an ugly seagull that didn't turn out real well. <laughs> and I ended up just having to buy some seagulls from uh, best uh, castings. But, um, yeah, so now it's like the show mascot. It's, it is truly, it looks, it's the size of a pterodactyl. It's, it's, uh, it's all... <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's... Uh, well, it's... Just make it the next scale up. That's all. Or yeah, they'll be. They're just gonna be. It's gonna be the O scale seagull class. <laughs> but, uh, so I've been getting my. I've been getting busted on pretty bad about that. And that's fun. I have pretty barred shoulders. But um, yeah, I mean, it's. It, it, I think the expo is just something that if you're a modeler and you get an opportunity. It's something you, you you almost got to go to and, and and check it out and see it. Yeah, you, you, know, you won't be sorry. And I wasn't sure what to expect. I, oh, by the way, we're going we're going to Springfield uh, this year as well to do that show, and we're going to come to that as well. But um, yeah, definitely, I will never. As long as you're having them, I don't plan on ever missing an. Expo. I will only miss one. So yeah, yeah. Brett will miss this year because he's doing a ra- a run uh, a, a race, I guess. Yep. In in uh, Alabama, and we were going to go both go together. I'll be going to the expo to represent HSCO Customs. However, um, he will be um, in Alabama doing a 100 mile run. Uh, yeah. It's a it, nonstop. He will run 100 miles, and and he has 32 hours to finish it. Um, so it's a special run, and uh, which is crazy. And it's going to go to uh, support oh, cancer. Yeah. And, yeah, we we're uh, doing it for. Um, yeah, we're doing. Uh, this is a shameless plug here, guys, and it's nothing to do with model railroading. <laughs> we don't do this very often, but it's uh, warriorjourneys.com, and we're running 100 miles. Um, consecutive like the Talladega National Forest but it's um, it's uh, we're doing a fundraiser for the whole year as part of it me and two other runners for the American Cancer Society and the Organization for Autism Research um, so in addition to running we're collecting names and donations to dedicate one mile per of our run for three runners so a total of 300 names uh to dedicate a mile to each of our hundred miles uh, to this race, so 
that's our whole thing for the fall. That's what I'll be doing instead of the expo. But uh, next year, I'll be back. Wow, that, that sounds great. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And the other neat thing about it, and then I'll get back to it, is we're putting, and it's just because it's close to me, I kind of, I've never talked about it on the show, actually. So, this is, no, you, cool. this is the first time ever. But um, anyone, you can, anyone can dedicate a name on our website, and uh, you don't have to donate to dedicate name. You can just dedicate a name, and we'll handwrite all of the names on our running singlets that we have. So, the whole time that we're running it, we'll have all. 100 names, all 300 names on on three different runners. So, kind of cool. It's a neat cool. little thing. But Yeah, neat. So, I, I can't even imagine doing 100 miles straight. <laughs> it's just insane. Um, you, know, you got those people that do 26 miles, 26.2 miles with a, a marathon, and then you have these extreme guys that do 100 miles and uh, that's just that's just nuts. So, um, more, I don't even run to the kitchen. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> so anyway, but uh, anyhow, so uh, yeah, that's. Is there anything new we can expect this year from the expo? Uh, yeah, new clinicians, new clinics. Uh, you know, Jason, of course, and um, like you said, uh, we have given a deadline for the clinicians to finally give us the description so we can get them up because a lot of people want to know what their, you know, get their schedule set up with when they're going to be there. And right. um, so that be out pretty soon on the website. And um, basically that's it. It's, you know, we try to make it new every year. Um, so, so it'll be, it'll be new. Oh, that's Very great. Cool. Uh, uh, um, Jason, of course will be there and Jimmy will be there and I'll be there. So are we, uh, we're all going to get together and have some dinner or something, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, and, definitely. And have a toast to, to Brett, of course. Some kind of beverage? Right. Well, yeah. uh, we could do a live Skype call or something. <laughs> That's going to be a big table. We're going to have to have a big table for that group because uh, I know Jeff and yep. a bunch of the other guys said that they wanted to do that as well. So, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, we tried to even talk uh, Dave Ferry into, into coming to the expo, but uh, he's, uh, I don't know, he said he doesn't do a lot of show stuff much anymore. But, um, uh, but it's, it's uh, yeah, that was, uh, like I said, it's something I'm really looking forward to. And and uh, so, Jason, do you have any more questions for Jimmy? Uh, no, no more questions. Um, I'm just really looking forward to the expo. I mean, I'm just so passionate about this hobby and to meet other people who are just as passionate about it as I am, I think will just be amazing. Right. right. So, and like I said, to meet, to meet people that I talk with on Facebook, to meet them in person, I think will be so neat. Yeah. Oh yeah, you'll finally get to put a, a a face to the name, even though you can see their faces uh, on Facebook. It's a little yeah. a little different when you get to yep. you know shake a hand or two, and and that's the whole thing that's cool about the expo. I know last year when we went, um, same thing. Like I, I had seen a bunch of the people online and and seen a lot of followed a lot of these manufacturers and everyone online, and you finally get to just talk to them for whatever you want to talk about. You end up talking about everything once you meet them, and it's pretty cool. So, so Jimmy, I got a question for you. Who? Yeah. You have so many friends in this hobby that um, many of them we mentioned this evening. And, and uh, oh, actually, I got two questions. So the, with all your friends and all the people you've met in this hobby, 
and I know it's going to be tough. This is going to be a tough question. Um, who in model railroading has inspired you probably with the biggest influence? Uh, for this podcast, I would definitely say Jason Jensen, for sure. <laughs> there you go. Oh, come on. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> It's, it's, it's ha- and it would have to be Dave Frary because he's been like uh, he's been like my, my uncle since um, you know since I first met him that day when I first showed him the Pensy uh, you know he's just been by my side anytime I've needed him uh, you know he, he work sessions and you know, anything else it's just so he, uh, he's a legend and you know to, to be able to call him my friend is just you know yeah. a whole nother a whole nother level but he's definitely been been the influence for for our for me and for a lot of people that I know. Right, right. And he could tell a story. Oh, my word. He just, oh, yeah. I love to listen to him. It's like sitting around and listening to, I don't know. I used to sit in, when I was a kid and listen to my grandfather like he was uh, like he was a god himself, you know, because of all of his stories through his life. And when, I, when we did the podcast with Dave, I felt that way. I felt like I, it didn't end. It was the longest podcast we ever did. It was an hour and 46 minutes. And it just, it was, it, I could have sat and listened to him forever. And I said that and he goes, okay, let's keep going. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> we haven't got so much time, you know, but um, yeah, it, 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 you're, you're right. I think it, he is, it actually inspires so many people, which is, which is, which is awesome. But um, the other question I had for you, was uh, we were supposed to ask you this? Jeff Grove has a nickname that you gave him. Oh can, man! Can, can you tell us a little bit more about that? I, I gave him a nickname. I don't remember that. Um, what, I, what was that nickname he gave him? Oh, I have to go back. I have oh, my notes man. in front of me. Here. I should have wrote it down before we got on. He said he he was uh, you. What what do you call Jeff when you when you see him? I think I just oh. oh. I, I guess I'd have to stick it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I call him. I call him Jeffers. I call him Groovy. I, I Groovy. That's it. Groovy. Yeah, Jeff. Groovy. Groovy. Because he got that at the top of his website, okay. home of the Groovy Kits. <laughs> Yes. Oh, oh yes. You know, probably. Oh, <laughs> when I when I was when I first when I built his first website, uh, website you know designing was like a little hobby of mine, and I I built his first website, and I think I think I put that up there. Um, you know, I I didn't think it would stick, but I guess it did, and you know, I I don't know. I just thought he was. I always thought Jeff was groovy, so <laughs> that's just what I call him. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's, that's great. We, we had him on. He brought it up, and he said, uh, "Yeah, they call me Groovy Jeff." He said that name was given to me by by uh, uh, Jimmy, and uh, you know, said when you talk to him, uh, ask him about my name, and uh, he said he always calls me Groovy Jeff. That's just cool. But um, yeah. yeah, he's a good guy. I'm building one of his kits right now, actually. But um, it's uh, yeah, it's a, like I said, the amazing world of of all you guys have done so much for this hobby. Um, you don't just offer a product; you offer a community, which is pretty cool. So um, yeah, we're, we're all friends, and we all like to make friends. So you know, like I said, come join us and come be our friend. I guess <laughs> there you go. Very well. There you go. Uh, Jason, you got anything else for Jimmy? 
Um, no, just looking forward to meeting them face to face. So, <laughs> okay. Well, I, I have I have on the Westboro Sandhouse. I feel like I'm I'm the only one talking here, so I'm sorry. That's why I keep asking you if you guys have any other questions. I've got this Westboro Sandhouse kit, and I want to talk to you about the kit because it's really unique how it came. Um, it's very well packaged in a great box, and it was a good price point. Um, the, the the laser cuts are precise and really neat. It's got its own little. It's a sand house, and it's got its own little bag of sand in it, which is pretty cool. But um, one of the cool things that I saw, it's got a really, really very detailed instruction set. I mean, very. Very detailed. I read through it, and um, it's it's just well done, um, very easy to read, and it's typed out awesome. Um, it's got the, of course, your um, uh, templates and such that are on here, which is always huge for me. Some guys don't really read directions, and uh, Brett, I don't and- ever read them. No. <laughs> but um one of the coolest things i saw there's a you know for a kit this price there are a bunch of castings in it and detail parts that you would not expect from a kit i think i paid like 35 dollars for this and um it's got i'm probably making a lot of noise in the microphone right now by digging through it but this is what i wanted to get out inside it are color color photographs of the actual finished structure from every angle. There's five full color, uh, full color photos on actual photo paper. I guess they're what, three three by six or something like that? Uh, uh, probably four, four, by, four, four, four by six, yeah. Four by six. And it. I've never seen anything done like that in any kit. That is, that is just amazing. I love it. Um, because it, it it shows me things that you're not going to see on a lot of them just have a photo on a box okay and then I'm like ah man it's not you know it's I'm not seeing every angle from this I'm going to have to do some guesswork which you know which is fine I, I, I like the detail to that point but um, this is awesome this is the extra mile you get in a really cool kit uh, at a super price so I just wanted to say that's that's a really neat feature you did. Um, uh, it, uh, that's is that with most of your kits that you have something like that or? Yeah, well, I think um, Westbrook Sandhouse is one of my more difficult builds. Mm-hmm. So it you know it was it was kind of I had to I had no choice but to make it easy. And I figured if they if you can't figure it out from my directions because I'm you know, uh, dyslexic or for some reason they just, just doesn't make any sense. You can always look at the picture and put it together that way. So I, I kind of covered both angles there. Uh, it's really, I can't wait to dig into it. It was really cool uh, to open it up and find that. I was actually shocked. I'm, I, I'm telling you, when I saw the prices of it and I ordered one, I was like, you know, this is going to come and it's going to be bare minimum, uh, bare yeah, bare essentials of a kit. I knew it would be good because I've, I've seen it. I've seen your your stuff at the shows, and the, the, the quality is great. But but um, to be honest with you, I, uh, when I opened it up, I was blown away. So that was uh, really cool to, to see those kind of features, those details that are put in there. Um, yeah, it's, it's well put together. J- Jason, did you get that feeling when you opened up your kits 
And I know he's standing right here. Oh, so yeah. They, say, oh, it's some. No, they, you know, they shipped out right away. I got them rather quick. Yeah, me and too. The, and they were packaged really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy, I guess you you must have quite an inventory of, of kits because, like I said, I got it right away. Is, yeah, is that it, true? It doesn't, it doesn't work out that way all the time. Uh, you know, okay. um, <laughs> I try to I try to build up some inventory. Uh, like, you know, if, if you ordered for me, like, so let's say after the Springfield show, you might end up waiting a couple weeks uh, because I might okay. not have any inventory left. Um, you know, with, with the instructions, if, if you buy the $5 scale house, the instructions are going to be a little more uh, sparse because it's four walls and a roof. So, yeah, right. you know, yeah. uh, if, if I need to tell you how to put that together, um, I don't know, maybe you should, I don't know, buy a, a kit with better instructions. But, <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it's, I, I, I should say that more often than not, I have everything in stock, but... Uh, there are the times when, you know, I'm going to send you an email saying it's going to be a week or it's going to be two weeks. Okay. So, yeah, that's cool. Hey, guys, uh, keep talking real quick. I got water coming in. Hang on. Oh, no. Just keep talking. Keep talking. It's okay. Keep talking. Protect the layout. Protect the layout. No, it's not there. Keep Everybody talking. <laughs> I'll be back in five minutes. Keep talking. So, All right, uh, yeah, we're having flooding issues here right now. We're getting indoctrinated with... Uh, uh, water right now it's uh, the rain has just been band after band it's been nuts 12 inches for most of our area in the last four days which is just nuts so uh, yeah, too, too much fast yes yeah so and uh, now i'm worried because our layout's in his basement and uh <laughs> we uh we need to talk to an insurance agent i think on that and to get an extra policy <laughs> But um, it's, so, Jimmy, I'm just curious. How did you uh, meet Doug? Uh, like I said earlier, I met him through uh, through Scott Mason when we started the Craftsman Structure Show. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Doug, yeah. Had approached, Doug had approached Scott about doing that show, and then Scott uh, wanted to bring me in. And you know, then next thing you know, Doug and I really, uh, you know, really hit it off, and um, you know, just had. Yeah, we had a lot more of the same tastes and same uh, uh, things that were interest to us. So we kind of really hit it off and and just became best friends over the next uh, ten years. Wow, and, that's great. And, and with Scott, you uh, he he, I, I saw a video earlier this evening uh, after dinner before this show, and it was a, a TV interview with you. And Scott was on that. I guess he helped with the with the Pensy Middle as well. Yeah, he's he's actually the the one that originally took on uh, a lot of the the Pensy Middle Division project. Mm-hmm. Um, I had uh, more layouts than what I uh, that I knew what to do with um, because I was such a big fan of Dave Frary. I ended up every time one of his layouts came up for bid, I would buy it. So right. I had the uh, the Clinchfield, which was a an end scale layout that Model Railroad built mm-hmm. um, in nineteen seventy eight, and then Dave Frary did it over again in. Um, sometime in the 90s, and then I had his Cactus Valley layout, which he built um, for another series of articles in Model Railroader. So um, I was able to trade uh, the Cactus Valley to Scott Mason, I'm sorry, the Clinchfield end scale layout to Scott Mason for his work on the Pensy. So it was it was a win-win for both of us. And, oh, yeah. Uh, so that's how the he's really the, the person that originally started the, the expansion of the Pensy. 
Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, that's awesome. Well, uh, is Brett back yet? He is not. I heard a door. So, I well, I hope he's not yelling buckets down there. Yeah, me too. I might have to drive down and help him. <laughs> but um, the uh, yeah, like I said, it's uh, um, it's been great to have you on. I both of you guys. Um, obviously, uh, Jason, uh, you know, uh, we always love having you on, and uh, we we plan to have you on in the future for talking with other other. Uh, modeling episodes that we do um, but I thought it was well, really important it's always, always a pleasure always a pleasure and Jimmy again I appreciate your time tonight and uh, being able to talk to you and uh, you know learn more about about you and your 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 history with the with the hobby and the and the shows and of course your your uh, your business um, you were a wonderful guest to have we'd love to have you on again at some point and thank um, you I love it yeah I uh, I truly I uh, truly enjoyed it I know we will be putting up this episode on Friday, uh, we will be putting another one up either late tonight or tomorrow. We did last week of a modeler named Frank Varga, um, who's on Facebook a lot. And um, I don't know if you've seen his work. He does a lot of uh, skyscraper type um, buildings and, and he does a lot of urban scenery from the 70s and 80s. And it's just some it's incredible stuff. He'll be on. We're going to do two episodes this week. So it'll be his and then this one with yours will air uh, on Friday, uh, which will be you, people listening is today. And um, and that'll be uh, probably show up in the morning, usually around nine or ten o'clock in the morning. It goes live and uh, you know, it, hopefully everybody checks it out and uh, you know, check out the expo. Make sure you go see it. We'll put links up to your site and to uh, Brett said something about a different link uh, that he's going to put up, I guess, on the. Uh, <sighs> Uh, you guys there? Yes, we are. Are you okay. okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, anyways, we're good. Okay, well, we're wrapping up the show for, without you, pal. <laughs> okay, whatever. But, do uh, what you got to do. I, uh... well, we're, we're... <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I said, uh, Brett's going to put up some links as well with it. And so the listeners out there, make sure you get to go see uh, Railroad Kits and check out uh, the kits that are available there. Um, maybe we'll put a, we'll definitely put a link up for the expo that we talked about as well. Um, I'll put together some stuff for that, and um, we'll we'll uh, hope you enjoy the show. Uh, thank you again, both of you, for for coming and and talking yeah. with us. Thank you, thank well, you, thank gentlemen. you, and thank you, thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs>